I'm from Canada. Cones. I know my pine cones. Thank you very much. It's October 13, 2021. This is Rare Encounter, encounter number 66. Encountering cars on the New Jersey Turnpike. I'm Abel Kirby. And feeling angry about idols, I'm Cold Acid. Oh my god, what a day. And I am, this This is all I want to do right now, is I'm going to open up this beer, which is a Sapporo. Oh, jeez, oh. Louise. Oh, that's good. You got a nice Sapporo, and I've got a Mango Haritos. Yeah. No alcohol in the house today, unfortunately. So that song we were listening to right before the cover, uh, we listened to a cover of Sound of Silence earlier, and that was um, Tim and Phil Henseroth. They're uh, identical twin uh, musicians. who They sing in harmony, but they uh, they work with Brandy Carlisle a lot. I, li- I always like Brandy Carlisle. Uh, she has a great album... A uh, live album from uh, Seattle at a music hall up there, and that it's the favorite album of mine, actually, to put on and listen to. So they're uh, very interesting. You know, they sing in harmony, and they uh, they write a lot of songs with her. If you go through all the the hits, I mean, they're on most of the tracks that I really like. So, oh well, there's your little singer songwriter insight, I guess. My little report. Anyway, how you nice. been doing? Uh, not too bad. Cat's annoying me. Uh-oh. I started, I, well, I mentioned, I don't remember if I mentioned last week or not, but I started her on wet food, and ever since the weekend, she's been acting like I've been starving her because she's been getting her regular amount of wet food and her regular amount of dry food, and she's not touching the dry food anymore. Uh-huh. It was fine, and now it's not. Mm-hmm. Cats. Mm-hmm. What can you do? So what's it been, two weeks now? Yeah, just about. Two weeks, the honeymoon's over. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, I still love her. She's very cuddly, and I'm still having problems with her jumping on the counters and the uh, tables, but I'm working on that. I got the the spray stuff. You know, it sprays out, like, chemical pheromones that cats don't like. I think the best solution for that and the one that we used to use was aluminum foil. Just lay out aluminum foil on the countertop. They jump like loose, you know, maybe a little crumpled. They jump up and it, you know, then they jump right off. (laughs) They don't like the feel of it and it slips out from under them, you know, and it makes a loud noise. I'm considering that. I'm considering that because, I mean, putting down chemical sprays on the countertop where I prepare food, right? I'm not really hot on that idea. So I might just... I might just go and just, like, you know, cover all the surfaces I don't want her on with uh, tin foil. Yeah, you're going to start, you know, if you start eating too many cat pheromones, something bad will happen. You'll start growing whiskers. It's a bad look. You don't Man, want that. By rights, I should have them already. <laughs> it's the tail. When the tail comes out, that's when you got to worry. Um, yeah, well, well, I've, I've not turned into a t- cat girl yet. I'm still waiting. Just just so we're clear, you're the one who said cat girl. Yes, I know. I meant it intentionally. <laughs> All right. Because who gives a fuck about cat boys? Oh, uh, some people like them. Besides, I, if I was a cat uh, girl, some, I'd, I'd finally have some tits to play with. Some, some people like the cat boys, let me tell you. I've been, uh, on, Tum- well, I've been on Tumblr. I know it goes down there. Oh, that's a scary <laughs> thought. 
So we got some people to thank this week again. Absolutely awesome. Let's do it. Who are they? Yeah. So our executive producer tonight is none other than Laren. Laren. Yes. I'm not I'm not saying the last name because I don't have an absolute confirmation that it's the same Laren, but it's a pretty uncommon name. So I'm assuming that this Laren who donated to us in the amount of 2420 for tonight's executive producer position is the very same one on No Agenda Social. Oh, uh, thank you, Laren. Yeah, thanks, I, Laren. You gotta hit, uh, Laren's in the chat sometimes, right? I think he's been in there once or twice. Say, you gotta say Not hi. Not in there right now, by the look of things. I don't, I don't think I ever talked to Laren. Laren's gotta say hi to me. I'll be on the, uh, also, nets. Also, we have a returning, uh, we have a returning donor. Somebody who's been giving quite a bit to us lately. Mm -hmm. None other than Sir Jimmy of the Hollow Books, who has finally provided us with an actual donation note. Aha! This is yes. good. Yes. And, <clears throat> it seems you two have figured, it, figured out it's me. Yes, I've been listening since coming across your show when I tried to tune in live to NA on the wrong day. A happy accident. I like the mix of topics you discuss. Sir Jimmy of the Hollow Books, freehollowbooks.com and hollowbooks.com. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. No, I, I remember the free hollow book stuff on No Agenda way back when, so. Yeah, so. well, happy coincidence for us, eh? Yeah, it's, I guess that's our first No Agenda stream listener who's uh, donated. It's very interesting because we only started streaming on the No Agenda stream a little while ago. Oh, you know, we need, I, we need we something were... like a Rogan donation clip, but for no agenda now, don't we? It could have been a pre-recorded episode, though. We've been on that for a long time. We've been pre-recorded on the no agenda. Very true. Now. now we're live, so you can listen to us, and you may be listening to us right now live on the no agenda stream. We also have our local Rare Encounter stream, which I want to plug to. This rareencounter.net has a link to it, and they also have all our other information on there. Like if you want to send us an email or donate, uh, that's rareencounter.net. There's yep. uh, couple links at the top of the page all the old episodes you can see what's going on yeah and thinking about it if somebody's if somebody's tuning into the no agenda stream uh to hear us live i mean coming across us live i mean they're way off on the time because i mean <laughs> we we don't air any time near the time of day that no agenda airs yeah well anyway there's a couple uh cool things that happened to me this uh, last weekend and one of them oh, was yeah? i was hanging out with i'm sure you saw this sir spencer and dame delorean oh yes yes i i heard the i heard the voicemail on hog story <laughs> yeah so we all sent that out um and cotton gin was there when we sent the voicemail too uh so they came yep. down and visited me in maryland and i saw the picture as well that uh, sir spencer put up <laughs> with uh with you with you and cotton gin flanking uh Lorian. How do you know that was me? Because he actually called out the who each person was oh, in the order they were sitting. Damn you! Damn and you. mentioned that he was not in the picture. Damn you! Probably because he was taking the picture. It's, I would assume. No. Yeah, it's he was. He was. So we uh, they came down and stayed at my place in Maryland, uh, and then they were going up to New England. I was going up to New England too. I didn't tell my parents I was moving yet. Ah, okay, I gotta take a trip before I go. And I got I wanted to tell him in person too. So I, I said I'm going up right the same time you are. So maybe we'll meet up again when we're up, uh, when we're up in Massachusetts or New Hampshire. So invited him over to my parents' place, and uh, we 
We had a little bonfire that night and had a lot of fun. Cotton Gin was in the area too. We all know he's from Massachusetts, so uh, sent him a text. He came he came up to visit again too, so we had a little party going on. It was a lot of fun. Very nice. Yeah, a lot of fun. It's it been was... a long time since I got to have like a proper bonfire at night. Mm. What's we it? don't we don't really do that much at the cottage anymore these days. Every so often we might, but I mean the weather hasn't been the best, so actually. So actually doing that at night doesn't really work out all the time when we're up during a weekend. It seems to be nice weather during the weeks for my uncle and my grandparents, it, but just not on the weekends when I get to go up. Ah, it's a shame. It's a lot of yeah, fun. the weather has it out for me. We had one of the, these, uh, um, Casey was going to come too, because uh, she's up in that area too, but she couldn't. And so I like, I'm texting her, yeah, come over. She she would be just like, ah, I'm at the gym. I'm not going anywhere. Okay, fine. <laughs> but she had a, um, I don't know how to describe this other than like a fire bomb is what I want to say, but that it's like a bath bomb for fires. And this is like the global warming express who God knows what's in this thing. It's like a blue log you throw in the fire and it burns a bunch of different colors. Weird. Yeah, we threw that in. So, uh, it, and it was a little underwhelming. <laughs> it was advertised. It was said, "Oh, it's called a bomb. <laughs> it's it's a color bomb for your bonfire." And it just didn't work. Yeah. The uh, the but, bottom line was we all had a lot of fun, and uh, I don't know, uh, made a fire and drank a lot of beer. <laughs> yeah, and while you were doing that, there was a there was a bunch of space weather screwing up the Hog Story stream. Oh, I heard that. Yeah, let's do the podcast rundown. Um, so Hog Story, we were trying to tune into the Hog Story uh, stream when we were sitting out at the bonfire, and we heard the pre, pre-stream, pre and it was like an hour after the show was supposed to start. So said, oh, something's going on. Yeah, it didn't, you know? it didn't start until like quarter after nine. Yeah, so. Unfortunately, I missed most of the show. I heard a couple bits and pieces of it, but we all did our, we did our call-in for it, but... We, I didn't get to listen to it, and it's not posted yet, so I haven't heard it yet. Oh, well, it happened. I was I stayed listening till the end. I was I was up on the couch reading. Did, so, did they have a guest? I actually spent none. I spent none of Monday down here on the computer. Hmm. Well, that's good. I spent the day. I spent the day watching anime and reading books and napping on the living room couch. It was That's, wonderful. It's been a long time since I've been able to spend a Monday like that. I've been so far into public just between having a bunch of people, you know, and I love having people over and, and entertaining guests. But after doing it for one, two, you know, a couple days in a row and then you're traveling and then I'm with my parents. There's no I won't say there's no privacy anywhere, but it was like. You know, I'm around a bunch of people I'm not normally around all the time for days and days and days in a row. It kind of got to you. And then when I finally got back home, it was, I got to sit down and said, oh, I'm in my own place. And there's no one here. <laughs> finally, I can relax for a second. I totally understand that. I'll take down the fa- the facade of Abel Kirby and be myself for a second. <laughs> nah, it's... Anyway, um, Hawk, did Hawk Story have a guest on two 226, I suppose? On Monday's show? Yeah. No. So they don't do guests on Mondays. Okay. Just the, the one time, the one time was Adam. Mm. I was wondering if they flipped or something. Cause I, it doesn't matter. Uh, the previous show that I listened to was pretty good. They had Alex and Tom, Alex and Tom Starkweather. I don't think her last name is, is Starkweather. Hmm. 
Someone's got to fix that. But they had the return of uh, Tom Stark Weather and Alex on there with uh, with uh, Fletcher finally in the smoker with them. Yeah. That was fun to hear. I listened to that one. The uh, Bowl After Bowl had their birthday bash, episode 108. Hi, I'm Herbert Thursday, <laughs> which is a good bit. Uh, that was fun. Stayed up last night late and listened to that one. Bowl Mo after- was on Behind the Schemes yep. lately. Behind the Schemes? That's badradio.live. You know why? Because it's bad radio, man. <laughs> and they just had their 66th episode, and this is our 66th episode. Mm. Yeah, I wonder if they were getting their kicks. You know, when us podcasters, we're all hanging out together like we do, you know, behind the schemes and us, you know, it's kind of like nuns in a convent. All the cycles line up. I think that's how it got there. So they had. So they had. That was not the image I was thinking. Okay. Uh, Okay. That's not what I tend to think of when I think of nuns. Thanks very much. Oh, cool. Thank you. Uh, Glad to help. There's a new perspective everyone can take, you know? Even if you thought you knew something about yes, a subject, yes. you can take a new perspective Nuns on, on their period. What a wonderful thought. <laughs> oh, my God. So, MoFax was on. MoFax of MoFax with Adam Curry was on, and he let loose a little bit of fact that I didn't know about him. An extra Mo fact, which... Yeah. Did you catch this one? Mo uh, discussed I saw it in your profession. notes, yes. He is a quality engineer, and I got super excited about this. I I can imagine. I can imagine you got you you you're sounding pretty jitty just talking about it now. Yep. And so I I was always you know I like MoFax, but it's not a. There's a number of people I would love to get on this show at some point, but they're you know just not great fits because of we don't do politics and a lot of. There's stuff that they always want to talk about is politics, you know? So it's like you you try and match the guest when you reach out to someone. you got to find something that connects them to the show. It can't just be anything, you know? And because of our format, you know, we have a limited pool. But we can take people on, a, on our show that other, you know, uh, a, a serious political podcast wouldn't take someone on you know, just to goof around for a while, you know? So I'm like, oh, yeah. What if we got MoFax on, but we didn't talk about politics what if we talked about the history of quality engineering (laughs) and i want to know here's my first question if we get up when we get him on i want to know if he has a stamp is he one of the quality guys who walks around with like a stamp so he can stamp everything a lot of new stickers these days i thought i the stamps are so much cooler though yeah they are they are definitely so much cool you no you know what's even better than the stamps the seals Oh, the seals? Tell me about the seals. Yeah. yeah, like like some of them, they'd have like, you know, like a corporate seal almost where you'd put, you'd actually like slip the paper in and you'd clunk the seal and it would actually like emboss oh. like your your seal of approval on the thing. Like a um, notary public. Yeah, exactly. Do you have notary publics in Canada? Oh, yeah, of course we do. Okay, good. Because not everything needs to go to an actual lawyer. Yes, yes. Notary publics. Although most notary publics here tend to also be lawyers, so you're still paying the huge dollars. Most of the notary publics around here are kind of like ordinary people. Um, Maybe the head of the PTA or members of the PTA. Someone might be a notary public. If you go to work and you have a really good secretary... Uh, he or she might actually be a notary public. So if you ask around, you might find, oh, yeah, I, I actually know a couple of them. I went to, I had to get some things notarized. You know where I went? 
the AAA office. Yeah. The tri- apparently, if you're a AAA member, they have a notary public uh, who hangs out at the office will notarize stuff for you. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Cotton Gin points out, yeah, if you ask around, if you go to church, you could ask around. There's probably a notary public in your church who can uh, seal stuff for you. You know, put that embossing on it. Yeah, back when back when people were allowed to go to church. Mm. Well, that's just in Canada now. Yeah, yeah. Let let's avoid the politics because I mean I'm angry enough about idols. I don't need to get bitching about the governments here. All right, let's hold the about idols. Them, you know, eh? Let's let's hold the idols and talk about angry tech news. Did you catch the last one? No, I missed the last one. Ah. Sorry, sorry, Bemrose. I see you. I see you in the chat room. I apologize already in advance. Well, it was a good show. Uh, you should look forward to it. He does all of the service. Uh, he covers the Facebook outage with exactly the amount of detail that it needs. Uh, and so I applaud Sweet. him for that. Um, it was just perfect. Uh, perfect coverage. Uh, editorial decision there was perfect. The uh, The main thing he, he talks about is some of this wireless charging technology. And unfortunately, I did not get to play the episode for my dad, get his reaction for it. Uh, because he is an electric vehicle expert. It has some co- probably some commentary on that, but... I couldn't do that before I left. I left the next day and I didn't get to see him. So. Did you at least send your dad the link to the episode? No, I didn't actually. I should. Well, th- you should have. Yeah, you should have. And been like, hey, when well, you're when you're done with this, just uh, just like record your opinions on it. Send it to me. And- <laughs> I was so we had to finish the bonfire. Everyone else had gone home. I looked at my phone and said, oh, Angry Tech News is out. I tell my dad, yeah, you want to listen to Angry Tech News? He goes, nah, I'm going to bed. I'm putting the dogs out, going to bed. <laughs> That's all I can do. <laughs> so I went, I went and watched the fire burn down and listened to Angry Tech News. But uh, good coverage. I didn't it, I didn't have anything to complain about. It's As far as I could tell, it was accurate. So I, I know there's some technical details that, that are up in the air with the... Uh, the yeah, main, there's there's the main, always there's always one thing or another that Ryan's wrong about. His description of the physics of wireless charging was correct. His description of how the proposed wire wireless charging system may be correct or it may not be, but it really hinges on what they're actually doing. The problem is they're not telling anyone what they're really doing. They don't give out a schematic diagram of exactly what's happening where and when. And so he made well, some assumptions in that case, you can't there, you know? help if you're if you're right or wrong about something because you can only go on the information that you have, right? Yeah, he did some analysis trying to figure out what they were really doing, um, which is guesswork, right? And I would do my own guesswork, and I I would make a couple different guesses than he did, but I can't like go after him for that. It's just it, it's just speculation, you know? Yeah, he's he's even he's even saying in the chat like yeah, a lot of random speculation on his part because of how much they left out. Yeah. But I will say this, there's a lot less for me to correct Ryan on with Angry Tech News than there ever was with Grumpy Old Ben's. Oh yeah, it was pretty solid. So far. Yeah. So far. <laughs> You're just counting the days until you can start correcting them again, huh? Yeah, I'm taking notes, baby. I'm, I'm sure he'll appreciate us correcting him on every little thing again. Oh man. I've got to get some, uh, some tech news in my life uh and and angry tech news is the way that i do it these days i tried watching twit or, or listening to twit for for that's a mistake uh, i had to i was forced to 
What? What? Did CSB hunt you down, tie you to a chair, and strap headphones on you? No, I ran out of sats on my drive home. I was on the... Look, I was listening to... I loaded up my wa- my Curiocaster before I left, so I had a bunch of sats, but I was listening to so much stuff, I ran out before I got home, and I had like four hours of driving left, and uh, I took a pledge, man, and I take this pledge very seriously. My pledge is that if we have podcasts that, that have the value tag in it, and you can stream sats to it, I'm only listening to it while I'm streaming sats. That's the man, pledge. you were altruistic. So even though there was stuff I wanted to listen to... I said, nah, I gotta listen to some other shit instead. So I was, okay, well, twit, I'll put it on. Oh my god, my brain turned to mush. It was dumb. Also, you know, you know what would have been better? You know what would have been better for you to do in that situation? Drive off the bridge? No, I was gonna say put on terrestrial radio. Uh, yeah. I wasn't in New York, though. Or at least, or at least keep some CDs in the car, right? Yeah, all I had was Billy Joel and a Nature Sound CD, and I'd already listened to them. <laughs> okay, that both of those are still loads better than this weekend. I, I like River of Dreams, but I can't listen to it that that many times in a row. Okay. Oh uh, well. Well, there's my there's dude. The po- I would I would listen to it on repeat over having to deal with Leo Laporte. In the rhythm of the night, da 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 da. Uh, there's some good tracks out there. Oh, man. So what do we got for stories? You want to bring a story first? I, my stories kind of suck. Yeah, yeah I got, I, got short. Uh, I mean, like I mentioned some space weather earlier that was interfering with Hog Story, or at least that's that's what I'm blaming from now on when when Fletcher's having Internet problems. It's it's solar flares and coronal mass ejections causing havoc with the magnetosphere. Mm hmm. I'm co- I'm covering for you, Fletcher. Don't worry, I've got your back, buddy. Do we have a big but, CME? Uh, in other in other space news, uh, some lady in British Columbia, <clears throat> she almost got whacked by a meteorite. <gasps> whacked, yeah. you say? Yeah, she almost got her head crushed in. Oh no! Yeah, is there more to the story, or is that it? Oh no, there's there's a bit of so so this lady, right? She she's she's lying in bed. Okay. And then she hears like her dog going haywire, so she pops out of bed and then boom, pretty much right where her head right next to where her head was a moment ago, there's a big black rock that had come through the entire roof and crashed into her bed between her pillows. Jeez. It's like Donnie Darko. Yeah. So she ended up, of course, calling 911, freaking out. Mm-hmm. And at first they thought it was like from a nearby construction site, but turned out nobody was working that site that night. And yeah, it turned out to be a chunk of meteorite that like crashed through and landed on her bed. Jeez, Louise. That's terrifying. Yeah. That is pretty terrifying. You never yeah, know. I mean... You never know when the whistle's gonna blow. That's what they say, right? Yeah. So apparently she's gonna be she's gonna be sending this off for analysis to Western University out in London, Ontario. Okay. And then after they're done, they're gonna send it back to her. Is the plan? So she's gonna she's gonna keep her memento of almost being murdered by outer space. What a way to go. Apparently, within within the last year, it happened to someone in Indonesia as well. 
a meteorite came crashing into their bedroom. Jeez, these horny meteorites. They're sneaking in your room in the middle of the night looking for some action. You can't trust these yeah, things. That's what I say. Yeah. They're crawling through they're crawling through your roof, right? <laughs> hide your kids, hide your wife. These meteorites are coming for you. <laughs> hide your kids, hide your wife. These meteorites are crushing everybody. Yeah, yeah. You know, what was that game with the meteorite at the beginning? Uh, the uh, Super Nintendo. It was on the SNES. Uh, it was the kid with the stripy shirt and the baseball hat. Come on. Huh? Oh, come on. Uh, I'm waiting for the chat. Yeah, it was so Earthbound. 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 Yeah, there it is. Earthbound. Yeah, Mother. Servo has the correct mother. name, which is yeah, Mother. Ser- Ser- Servo, knows what it, <laughs> Servo knows the proper name. There we go. There, that's a fun one, man. Uh, for some reason, I never meteor... actually played it. It, it didn't really, it didn't really get my my attention the way some other Super NES RPGs did. I liked the atmosphere of that, just the beginning scene, because like, you don't know what's going on. You walk outside, and it's like, hey, there's something going on. We got to find out. You know that whole exploration process, and then you find the meteor and everything. I think you fight the Starman at the beginning too. That whole opening to the game was pretty cool when I was a uh, first time I played it. I don't think I was that young of a kid, but I was probably a teenager and I liked it. Left an impression on me. I love the the atmosphere of the beginning. But what what SNES JRPGs did you prefer then? I actually preferred like Illusion of Gaia. Uh, that was that was one I really enjoyed. Was that did you related, ever play it? Was that related to Secret of Mana? No. Illusion of God. It was related to Terranigma. Oh, and Soul yeah. Blazer. I know Terranigma. How is it related to Terranigma? That's a square. That's a square no, they're, they were all right? published by Enix. Enix, back in the Enix. Day. That was it. Yeah, but they're they're like they're not like a series. More as they are like like not what's the word I'm thinking? It's like spiritual successors of each other. Oh, like Final Fantasy. No, not like Final Fantasy. Those are actual like that's like an actual like serial of uh, of different RPG worlds. Hmm. Okay, so it's like um, I don't know. Uh, it's like uh, who did Pretty in Pink and uh, all those other like John Hughes movies. Yeah, I'm so thematically like, similar. Like like Cotton Gin just said. Hardcore Enix fans dying a little bit inside yeah, with care. it with it being described that way. That's square. But game. yeah, this who cares? Some of these again, yeah, some of these games by Quintet are were really good ones. There was another one that I really enjoyed called Brain Lord. It was also published by Enix. Never heard of it. Really? Brain Lord. I love Terranigma though. I I played the hell out of that one, but no, Brain Lord I never did. It was it was developed by Produce and published by Enix. Brain Lord is an action role playing video game developed by Produce and it was pub. Oh, you already said that. Only yes, released in Japan that. and North America. Yeah, I like the Terranigma. I found theme. I found it really I found it really enjoyable. Well, maybe I'll check it out. These are all SNES era stuff, right? Not oh, PlayStation. Yeah. yeah. No, these are all these are all for the Super NES. What we've been talking about here, the Schnesh. Well, I might check that one out. I like a good JRPG or action RPG. Speaking of old games, uh, continue. I, I I actually had I actually had one more game to mention that 
isn't for that isn't for the Super NES, but for the Amiga. But it's not an old game; it's a new game. Okay. So let let's continue with let's continue with your old game. Yeah, I brought an old game story uh, from thirty years ago, and it's not much of a story. I don't have much to report out. The real anniversary of the game's actually next year, uh, in twenty twenty two, but the right now we have the uh, one year anniversary of development starting on Mortal Kombat. And yep. one of the developers, one of the directors, Ed Boon, has been posting a bunch of stuff on Twitter. And uh, I went through to see if I wanted to clip it, but it's all video. It's all visual. But they're showing some of the behind-the-scenes uh, footage of the actors, like the actor for, um, you know, the when yeah. they do the, the, they're generating the sprites for the game. Those were all yeah, filmed which, which characters. Yeah, which was really right? interesting because... They essentially, they essentially took live live footage and then just digitized it and scaled mm -hmm. it down. And so when they were doing the moves, they have the thing I saw was the video of Scorpion, and it's get the, over here. The guy inside the costume, you know, with the yellow, uh, the yellow shoulder, whatever it is, the yellow cloth. Yeah. It's all in black with the ninja mask on, and he's out in front of a black screen. And he's just doing the moves where, you know, all the different animations that show up in the game, it's just the actor doing it. And they have the director of the show say, hey, man, you know, what would it be a cool ass move. Do this. Yeah, do it a little bit, you know, swing this way and that way. And so he's giving them directions for how to how to do it. And they improvised one of the Scorpion's moves where he like throws the chain and drags the other guy back. They uh, it's he has the scene of them just coming up with that on the spot and trying out a bunch of different ways to do it. And he goes, oh, yeah, I need, like, five frames of the wind-up, and then, so, you know, do it kind of slow. I need five frames of that, and then I need so many frames of something else. And Very interesting. Just to watch. You could tell that the game was destined to be good because of the attention to detail and the director and the way that they're, you could just see the chemistry going on that, okay, they're making a game. They know they're making a good game, you know. It's a, it's, it's a je ne sais quoi kind of thing uh but very interesting video we'll put that in the show notes mm -hmm. there's a twitter video though unfortunately so there's a couple twitter videos that might be interesting yeah so he so ed boone he did uh he did like a series of tweets the first one starting off with this uh with this video showing some of this stuff mm -hmm. and this this article that you found on kotaku has like a pretty cool frame in it oh yeah which which I'm going to throw in as a picture. It's nice to see the original footage that before it's been turned into the animation for the game. Where you in all its SD glory. In all its SD glory, it's lit wrong. Like, Boobs is going to have a fit when he sees this. He's lit wrong. There's no back, uh, the, uh... Yeah, know, look at that shadow. Background. Look at that shadow. The, the green screen background that he should have is, uh non-existent he's like just standing in a it looks like a stage with a bunch of marks you know like cue marks on it it's like they went to a high school a high school uh theater stage and kind of filmed it there is what it looks like to me but yeah but when you consider how they were actually taking this and turning it into the sprites like mm. you know they were just going to crop all that stuff anyways so it, i guess they didn't really care about like they weren't going to be Honestly, like green screening wouldn't have done them any good. It would just made it easier to determine 
which pixels to clip out, right? Yeah. Well, I it's I guess when you're that low resolution, uh getting all those pixels right is a little easier than when it's in HD. Yeah, but it's a lot it's a lot harder when when you're like scaling down and blending and now you've got like this greenish fringe around your sprite. <laughs> I think it's cool. It's a cool bit of history and it reminded me of like the the voiceover in Metal Gear Solid, the original PlayStation game. Since we're talking about old games, why the hell not? They had problems with it because they recorded it in like someone's apartment, if I remember right. And some of the dialogue, they said, well, when it's coming through the TV speakers, no one notices. But if you really get headphones on and you listen to it without the music in the background, you listen to the isolated dialogue, you can hear like the cars passing outside. <laughs> Yeah, but how many how many how many kids do you expect actually did that? Well, no one at the time, but when they were trying to do remastered versions and they dug up all the original assets, you know, we've got all the clips of David Hayter talking, but there's a truck that keeps driving by behind him. You know, this is yeah. supposed to be uh, you know, the the remake of the game for GameCube or whatever. It's like what are we going to do with this audio, man? It's well, considering shit. consider consider this. Back then, they never even they never even like entertained the idea that the game might be remastered five or ten years or more down the road. It was something they'd produce, they'd get it and they'd get it out on the discs and it would show up in stores for three or four weeks, and by that time they're already working on a different title. Right? It was it wasn't I mean especially even today, like it's not it's not like creating high art. It's a sausage factory, mm -hmm. right? Make making video games, at least like making the uh, making the ones that show up in the stores and go through all of that, right? The the professional games. It's sausage. It's it's sausage making. I think someone should take the Midway archives of this footage because he's releasing it now, right? They're releasing parts of this stuff. I think it'd be cool as if they took the original footage from the animation and, uh, you know, did an up, the, recreated the sprites with some more modern techniques with higher resolution with the, you know, it's the same animations and everything. It's the same footage that they started with. Just process it differently. Process it using modern sensibilities. I bet you can make a cool looking Mortal Kombat remastered sort of thing. Maybe, maybe they could, depends on the quality of the film. After all, not all film can be can be like used to turn into like high def stuff right yeah well and even then like more likely what they would do is just use 3d models anyways instead of producing 2d sprites out of the video footage anymore. there's no soul it, was, in it was a neat thing it was a neat thing at the time but as soon as as soon as 3d hardware like 3d accelerating hardware became a common thing like any anything like rotoscoping or or just like making sprites from from photos or videos just like right out the crapper right it was no it was too old tech to do uh, there's no soul in that we have i'm not saying there is i'm just saying like remember sausage factory right is it's not going to it's not going to go for the art and the soul it's going to go for what gets the product out there the quickest and cheapest to make the most money. Hmm.
Make the most money, indeed. Well, we had some. No, I think that's one of the reasons why indie games are so popular. It's because because people see that, like, yeah, there's there's not the artistry and such that they expected with games when they were younger, and so they're gravitating towards things that have that sort of feeling that are being done by people that are going for that sort of feeling. I think that's also why. A lot of these indie games have this sort of like 16-bit era feel to them. It's not because it's not because they can't get better assets to work with. I mean, there's all sorts of ways of getting really good assets for cheap these days. Like there there are stores out there that that provide it. There are people that you can find who will produce them, but it's not it doesn't have that same sort of feel as these games we remember from, like, the Genesis and the Super NES and the Turbo Graphics. Well, so I'm going to disagree with some of this because uh, I've recently been through a bunch of game stuff on, like, itch.io, what kind of games are out there, who's making games independently, and doing some research on that. And I can tell you the the low-resolute, like, the 16-bit, 8-bit game that's a, such a throwback and it's got a chiptune soundtrack and all this stuff. Those are, like, a penny a dozen, and they all suck. They're terrible. It's such an but overdone But they were made trope. with spirit. That's the thing. No, they weren't. And the reason, so many, the reason so many of them are there, on itch at least, I'm not going to say for Steam, because in that case it's generally asset flippers and and shit like that, on itch it's because there are a lot of people who say hey i remember these games i played when i was a kid i want i want to make a game like that and even though even though they may be they may be trash it's somebody it's somebody's passion project all the same and for them it it's they're putting it up there they're they're happy with what they've made or at least they're at least they're confident enough that it's not such trash that they have to hide it from view. It's something they still want to share with the world. And you see what it's coming from, in this case, on itch at least, it's coming from a position of passion. It's not coming from a position of, I want to I wanna make a lot of money with cheap stuff and just like throw it out there like on an assembly line, like all these asset flips on on uh, Steam, right? But uh, But rather like, People who are like, this is this is what I this is what I want to do. This is what I love to do. Well, and yeah, ninety percent of everything is shit, right? Thank you, thank you, Mister Sturgeon, for that. But all the same, just because it's shit doesn't mean there is no passion behind it. It's the, it just means that the people who made it suck. It's the trend of the super generic pixelated graphics and it's got to have a subplot about depression in there too it's got to be oh it's all rainy mood stuff it's like a rainy mood nintendo simulator where there's nothing really goes on but maybe you could walk up and talk to a tree and it tells you a cryptic poem this kind of shit is everywhere and i can't stand it i i really don't like it i'm sick of it i don't want to see any more and i don't care if it's someone's passion project you know, it's just bad. It's like, my passion is to be the most generic bullshit that I can do and put it... It's, who cares? I don't want... Uh, that's fine. But I, I don't have to like it, and I don't. All right. Well, have you played my games that are up on Itch? Yes, I have. Those are the only ones I've and, played lately. I'm kidding. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What yeah, do you think I, I've been I going after? I find, 
I mean, like, we're going on trashing games, right? And I mean, like, I'm looking at mine, I'm like, yeah, you're talking about games being, being shit on itch, and... Yeah, hey, I man. know there's shit because I made shit. I mean, I got stuff that shit on itch too, so I, you know, it's whatever. Yeah. But uh although I really do like these games that I made that I made that I put up on there. The thing that bugs me is right? it's the it's the trend and it's like every Halloween everyone wants oh, I'm going to make a spooky kind of it's going to have supernatural stuff and there's going to be a jump scare and a twist at the end and they have a stack of tropes. And think that, though, we're going to make this great new groundbreaking thing. No, it's just bad. It's dime a dozen, penny a dozen s stuff. And, yeah, I, I'm not going to say it's not. It's, But I am going to still say that it's not that way because they're just churning it out. It's because oh, they are some of these, out, some of these people want, want these sort of games. And Okay, did you watch Gamers? Gamers? Or read the manga? No. Okay, you might want you might want to do that, and then you'd probably have more an idea of where I'm coming from on all of this. Mm. I, I make it your homework for the weekend, I guess. Okay, it's, it's only a one core show. I'm gonna give you homework then. If you're gonna give me one of those, I'm gonna give you homework too. I I'm already have homework for this weekend. Yeah, Shutting down well, the cottage for the season. You didn't ask me if I had homework before you gave me any. Maybe I have something to do. I okay. want you to I want you to listen to a, a audio story by Soren Narnia. Um, I'll get the the link. God, what was his name? Um, I'll get it for the show notes. Uh, I'll send it to the back channel. We'll talk about it next week. It's about a okay. game developer. It's a story wrote a uh, short story about a game developer. I think you'd enjoy. It's not knife point. I horror. probably would. Yeah, I've already got you've already got my attention. Cotton Gin says it's knife point horror. It is not knife point horror. Uh, Soren Narnia was the writer for Knife Point Horror, but uh, this is for something else he did. It was a short story he wrote. I've got a copy of it somewhere. Uh, it's, yeah, I'll send it to you and we'll talk about it next week. Ooh, fun. Uh, so no, well, okay. If you send me the manga, I'll read the manga then. Or the show or whatever it was. Yeah, I'll, I'll send, I'll send you, a, I'll send you a link about the show. What do we got for anime though? You went and watched some anime, uh. Which yes, and and to to go back to my opener, being angry about idols. Yeah, yeah. So I watched I watched the first episode of this show called Pride of Orange or Puraore, and it's essentially middle school girls who take up playing ice hockey for this team that's run by a woman who has uh idol fetish of some sort and is trying to make a combination uh hockey team slash idol group <laughs> wait so but that's not that's not I, I mean as horrible as this sounds that's not what triggered me about it oh wasn't the obviously canadian with a idol fetish no no what triggered me was that the episode starts with what they're saying is the world cup of hockey where it's Japan versus Canada, and not only that, but Japan wins five to four <laughs> with like, and just as the as the as the third period ends, and like give me a fucking break, okay? Yeah. First of all, first of all, 
even if it's middle schoolers, <laughs> a, bunch, a bunch of a bunch of danceing Japanese girls are not gonna win against Team Canada. <laughs> wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. So the middle school girls meet beat like the the Leafs or something? No, this was another bunch of middle school girls, it's, but from Canada. Oh, so was it like? The, let me tell you. Let me tell you this. <laughs> I okay? got excited. Hockey playing girls in Canada are not your cute little Japanese idol types. Even if they are middle schoolers, they're still pretty butch. But they do have snaggle teeth sometimes. Well, I mean, that you get everywhere. Okay. There's always got to be one. At least one. But yeah, I mean, like, I mean, like, their dream came true. They beat Team Canada. Now they're going to put on a victory dance as an idol group called Smile Princess. <laughs> Smile Princess. But also, what fucking kind of name is the Dream Monkeys anyways? That's the hockey the, team name. The, the Dream, Dream Monkeys. Monkeys. What the fuck? <laughs> oh, no. And yeah, also, this lady who's behind it is is definitely a pervert. Because, because she's seeing these girls... Nice. It's all girls this year. And what a harvest at that. Oh, what a harvest. And and her partner in crime's like in junior high though. And then she's like, that's fine. It's an early harvest. <laughs> yeah, that's not pedophilic at all, you crazy bitch. Oh boy. It's an early harvest. I put that at that as a show title. Uh early, early harvest. <laughs> Possibility, maybe, yeah, who knows? And she even admits to using dance routines as their as their like stretch slash warm-up. Oh, like, come God. on, come on, lady. Fuck off already. So I was offended by one of these screenshots. I I need you to confirm this is true since I've never played girls hockey. Uh is it true that Neither body, have I. body checking is an illegal hit? I don't know. I've never played girls hockey either. They wouldn't let me on the team. <laughs> well, there's, you... some, there's something about having something about having uh, a stick of my own. Yeah, something about having a beard. <laughs> well, these days you can do it. Probably just go try. Go to your local middle school. All right, we don't and just, have to... and just say I just say I ident I identify as a preteen girl. No, an idol. This is Canada, after all. That might work. So you identify as an idol. But I don't. Ah! You're screwing up my ISO. Okay, never mind. I, I I identify as a fan of certain idols. I mean, I still miss Wake Up Girls. I all this all this time though. I mean, like, it's sad. He tried, but Yama couldn't. Oh my god! I'm yes, that I'm was a horrible. That was a horrible, horrible pun, and I deserve I deserve to be smacked for it. So Cotton Gin says, as a devout Bruins fan, I can totally see a bunch of Japanese teen girls beating the Canadian hockey team. <laughs> yeah, come here and say that to my face, motherfucker. Mm. Where, where's the, you know what that that we need that picture. I need that picture where it's like, well, no, it was it was listen here, you little shit that he was saying. The what's his name from uh, from from Friends, Madoka Magica. Oh, that one. That little, that little, that little creature thing oh, that was like good. behind it all. QB, yeah, QB, the good old QB, yeah. Cross check that son of a bitch. Cotton Gin says he knows how to cross check properly. I don't know. Yeah. we'll see. Just I, remember, you can't do that on a girls' team. You can't do that on a girl. You can't cup check on a girls' team. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I I 
caught up on 86. That was one of the things that I spent Monday doing, as I mentioned, watching anime uh-huh. over the weekend. And Monday was a holiday, so the weekend. And I saw 86 and, yeah. too, by the way. Yeah. It's been fun. Uh, they had... I yeah. like that they picked There's that up... girl who wants it. <laughs> it's you. Okay, I took the screenshot, and I said, oh, this is kind of funny. I'll take the screenshot. But uh, I don't know if we're going to put that in the notes. It's kind of out of context. No, that's probably not going to be one of the ones that I pick, because there's a bunch of other ones that are good parts so, of the story that are actually worth picking over So can it. I can I complain about 86 now? Because... Okay, complain. The cliffhanger ended with Shin was going to get his head cut off, and then the next... And that was last season. It was the last episode of last season. Then we had a filler... A clip show episode somewhere in the middle where it was just, oh, we're going to recap everything that happened in the last 11 episodes. Like, you can't remember, you know, it's it, there's one season of the show, there's 11 episodes... The, the last episode that they do in this season is like a recap of the last. Come on. Like, as if you forgot. Next thing, they wake up and, oh, we live in a city and it's Christmas time and we have to take cooking lessons. And all the war, like, they're in the middle of a war. What's going on? Because they're- because they've been taking. OK, it maybe maybe wasn't done the best way in the anime, but it makes a lot more sense in the light novels. What's been going on? Because something that was missing in the anime itself before that point was what actually happened after that after that last battle that was shown. And do you mind if I spoil things? I mean, the next few minutes are going to are going to be spoilers if you're okay with it. I don't give a shit. I don't. I'm not like one of these spoiler uh, cowards. Oh, don't spoil okay. me. So just do it. So apparently, then let me go with this. Apparently, there was a backup unit for Ray that if the dinosauria he was controlling got too damaged, he could transfer into. And that transfer was partially done, which had Ray's, like, feelings and emotions transfer over, but none of, like, the, the angry murder robot parts of, uh, of, the, of his recreated mind moved over. And it actually, in that last battle, it fought off the other, the other of the robots, right? And yeah. essentially, essentially picked up. Shin and his unit and protected them and until it got spotted by the Jihad troops and destroyed. And when they went to when they went to investigate the destro- now destroyed Dinosauria, they found it had actual people inside. The thing you're describing is this wasteland, no man's land battlefield where these spider tanks are blowing each other up and there's all kinds of just kind of crazy stuff going on. And that's what I liked about 86. It was a military sci-fi action kind of show. There's a, and it still you know, is. No, it's not. Is They're it, Christmas what shopping. Happened, They're no, going- what happens in this episode is, is just like it said, the, the temporary present of the, of the Jihad Federacy has adopted them on paper. And he's trying to, he's trying to protect them because of all the things they've gone through, it's essentially a pity move on them. But at the at the end of it, they all decide, yeah, this isn't this sort of like easy living where they're safe and protected isn't for them. They're going to go back into the military, and you'll see that in the next episode. 
I hope so, because what I saw was a tone change. It used to be, it's like, we're going to the uh, the Christmas tree festival. Look, we're going to put up a tree and buy everyone presents, and that was the whole show. Well, the tone, is, the tone is going to change again. What you saw was each of them trying the things that that interested them outside of war, like the sort of things they did in their downtime between sorties back when they were back when they were in this 86th district and finding that none of it really clicked for them as something they want to just do with the rest of their life. They, they feel the need that they need to go back out on the battlefield and, uh, and fight. So can I ask you a question about that then? So, because I, here's something I noticed. Here's my observation about everyone's interests. Uh, everyone has some interest, whether it's I want to go do a real job or I want to ha- read some more books or whatever. I want to learn to cook. Karina's uh, ambition, apparently, is to stare into win- her reflection in clothes shop's windows and uh, gaze longingly at the clothes that she wants to try on. But then as soon as she walks in the store, doesn't even want to try on anymore. Wh- what's her deal? Her interest, her interest isn't that so much as it's like as to attract as to attract Shin's eye. Okay, well, they made it look like she's just a lame window shopper. And she does it for 26 minutes. It's the whole episode. The whole episode isn't just her doing that. There's a bunch more to the episode, too. Oh, boy, fine, sure. I'm waiting for something to happen. Well, watch the next episode. You'll find shit happen then. (sighs) Okay, we'll find out. We'll see. We'll see when it airs. I think they're going to meet Santa Claus. They're not going to meet Santa Claus. I can tell you that right now. You don't know. You don't know. The episode isn't aired. They could totally meet Santa Claus. Keep in mind that when the episode ends, it's already it's already the January after the holy birthday, as they call it. <laughs> as they call Christmas. Yeah, it's great. Oh, man. Okay. Well, I'll be watching the next episode anyway, even though it was a tonal shift. And that's the only thing I'm watching this season right now. Uh I might pick something else well, up. I'm, I'm watching my eye. a few things. I'm, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give Pura or a the usual three episode treatment, but I think I'm going to hate it just as much each time. I'm also watching that I'm also watching that other show that I that I told you about, where it's like future Japan and uh, that's been taken over, and the uh, kids trying to save it, right? Oh, so, Gundam. Or a not million, Gundam. or a million other shows with the exact same premise. Not ex- not really. Give me a break. <laughs> but yeah, what what's it called again? Um, it's uh, something Sankey. Trying, I'm trying to find it again. But oh, Hanky. The Sankey. problem the problem with this show is that uh, is that I was I was looking forward to a bunch of uh, uh, here it is Kyokai Sankey. I was looking Kyokai forward Sankey. to like. Sono Joy with robots, right? Mm-hmm. And really, this this show turns out that it's actually so shonen. I'm shitting Dragon Balls. That's <laughs> good. It has cute mascots in it as the <laughs> AI that help pilot the robots. For fuck's sake! Oh, well, that's what uh, um, Darling and the Franks did perfectly. Was they said, "Oh, we've got giant robots. They fight each other." And we got girls, but what if the giant robots were cute too? That was Darling and the Franks. That was the genius of Trigger. Except that in that case, it wasn't like the it wasn't like the giant robots they're piloting in Franks were 
were like cute little mascot things. They were still giant fucking nasty looking robots. They weren't nasty looking. Happen okay, they, they, okay, they weren't nasty looking, but they definitely they definitely were inhuman looking despite having despite having like tits and ass that wouldn't quit. <laughs> they were more they were more like scary sexy robots, not not <laughs> shit that I'd expect to see on Pokemon. <laughs> Uh, so okay. I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it the three episode treatment as well. But I expect that after that, I will be dropping Kyokai Senki unless there's like some serious shift in it. Maybe they'll have symmetrical where it, stop, where it stops being like so childish looking. Like even the characters designs are like what do you expect from like '90s uh, cart kids cartoons, right? Hmm. Like fuck off this shit. This guy looks like Ant-Pan, man. I can't watch this shit, man. <laughs> I was going to say, maybe there's there'll be symmetrical docking. And then we can all we get excited and watch it. No, on, honestly, like... Honestly, like, I think next next episode we'll have the first female character who isn't an old lady. Oh, okay. And I don't I don't think there's going to be any sort of Yuri going on... And even if there is any sort of relationship stuff that happens, I don't think it's going to even go as far as, like, hand-holding or even staring into each other's eyes. Nothing perverted like that. Hmm. I just want to warn everyone, if you type symmetrical docking into image search, even with safe search on, it ain't safe. Yeah, it's not safe. Don't <laughs> do it. Those... Unless you are unless you are at home and there's no kids around, or at least you've been able to lock them away and not let them look at your computer. You gotta make them live under the staircase, that's what I say. Like Harry Potter. Oh man. But what if they're not wizards? That's dude, then you're just a loser. <laughs> they didn't expect right, that. You got huh? anything else to bring up? Nah, not really. I was gonna uh push some well, I, the the thing that I have was the most remote bars. From, that does uh, sound Wine pretty magazine. cool. I think we I think we can spare a few minutes for that. Yeah, um, I just want to list out. This was from the Wine Enthusiast Magazine, WineMag.com, and they had an article that went out about the most remote bars in the world, and uh, it's kind of visual. The pho photography in this article is great. I'd recommend you go look at it. Um. Excuse me, I had to burp there. The uh, link I'll put in the notes pay uh, in the chat room. If people are watching, uh, listening live, you can follow along. Um, the first one on the list is the Faraday Bar at the Vernadsky Research Base, Mariana Point, Gaz I can't pronounce this, Galindez Island, Antarctica, is a bar. And so there's a photograph of it, and it, when you see it, if you take a look at the photograph, it's like this this big green building, and, you know, it looks like this crazy remote place on the middle of an island in, you know, Antarctica. Uh, did you see uh, any of these photos, Cold? What's your reaction to this? Yeah, I'm looking through, I'm looking through it, Is yeah. this look like paradise to you? On I'm, the outside, not exactly. On the inside, it looks wonderful. The inside of the bar looks friggin' phenomenal. It's got, it looks like a real bar. It looks like a cool bar you wish you could go to. If you look at it from the outside, it's literally on a piece of rock in the middle of nowhere. Uh, it, I, I like both of these things. They got a little pool table, but the balls aren't colored. So I, I don't know. Is that snooker then? 
I don't know. I don't know what to call this game, man. So they're numbered, but they're not colored. Hmm. Maybe you've got to remember what, what number is what color in pool. I'd be terrible at that. The next bar was the Albatross bar, which is Edinburgh, Edinburgh, Berg of the Seven Seas. And these are all foreign names. Edinburgh. Oh, Edinburgh. Can you pronounce this last part, Tris? And Edinburgh, like like in Scotland. Edinburgh. Edinburgh of the Seven Seas. Tristan de Cunha, St. Helena. St. Helena, okay. I'm bad at pronouncing foreign words. And this one, we get some pictures of it. It looks like a kind of normal place outside. Um, the inside looks a little cramped. I don't know. I'm not a big fan of this one. With the one in Australia? In the middle of the desert? Oh, I'm sorry. The Albatross Bar. I might be looking at the wrong picture there. Yeah, the Albatross Bar doesn't have any pictures, as uh, I can tell. It, it does. You have to click through the link there. Um, it just has a bunch of pictures of people standing in front of it. But I don't know. I wasn't as impressed with this one. Some of the other ones down there, yeah, there's the one from Australia, the uh, Birdsville Hotel Bar in Birdsville, Queensland, Australia, is just somewhere out in the desert. It's a hotel. Yeah, two bar. hours from the nearest town. It's uh, just out in the middle of nowhere. It's a nice little... A lot uh, of hats. <laughs> yeah, I like the, the... I don't have that up there. Let me, let me pull it up. It's the picture with yeah, all the hats. Picture, I know what you're talking there's about. More hats, there's more hats in this bar than there's in uh, Team Fortress 2. Yeah, there's... <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's an Australian bar somewhere. The, the Irish pub in Nepal. It's called the Irish pub, but it's not in Ireland. It's in Nepal. And it's apparently 11,290 feet above sea level on Mount Everest which is a great place to have a bar. I'm sure if you're climbing Mount Everest, you might want to have a drink before you go. That's kind of a scary thing to do. There's another one apparently in Peru that's at almost the same uh, at almost the same altitude. Hmm. Another Irish bar, that is. The one that I liked the most, though, in this list, and it's the one that convinced me to put it in, was the last one in this page. And I cannot, for the light... It's a, it's a Swedish name, uh... Huva Hideaway it's, Bar. That's not a Swedish name. That is a Finnish name. Oh. Yeah, the Huva Hideaway Bar in Asia, Swedish Lapland. Is Swedish Lapland in Finland? I'm not sure, but uh, it could be. And the name is definitely not Swedish. It is definitely Finnish or Sami. Hmm. Uh, but it's just like a guy out in the woods. <laughs> As far as yeah, I can tell. He's just there there's no there's no walls, there's no roof. It's it's a guy at a counter and there's a sign above him and the sign is held up by two bir birch uh, branches with a skull and suspended from another one. With a with a skull uh, of an animal hanging on the uh off the side of it. Is Sir very... Bemrose claims that Finland doesn't exist. Uh Sir Bemrose I'm sorry to have to tell you this, but you're right. It doesn't. The he has a lot of eggs on the bar. Did you notice that? That's in my I note. Did not my note is that if you zoom in and look carefully, oh, he's at got the a whole. He has, yeah, he's got a whole bowl of eggs there. He's got a bowl of mixed color eggs. He's got a lot of like pine cones. I don't know what kind of drink you make with pine cones. I sure don't want to drink it, but a lot of strange stuff going. on. He doesn't on. have pine cones. He has like pine branches. There's tiny little pine cones on it, like baby pine cones. They're not pine cones at that point. They're pine cones. Not yet. A little pine cone. Oh, it's not a pine cone until it's big enough. Okay. I'm it's from Canada. Cone. I know my pine cones. Thank you very much. It's a pine. It's just a little baby pine cone. That's all I have to say about it. 
Anyway, <laughs> that was the rundown. There's this little article, and it has some pictures of remote bars, and the uh, the two I liked the most were the guy outside. My second favorite is the uh, the one that's in Antarctica with... Hold on, hold on a second. There's this there's this paragraph here. This isn't a real bar. It it ser- it doesn't serve any alcohol. You have to bring your own to add to the drink yourself. It's just mocktails. That's you can't call that a bar. Oh, that's sad. That's terrible. Yeah. Well, I thought what he had What the hell, wine enthusiast? Baiting us like that. Oh. All right. It's terrible. Well, okay, I'm changing my now my new favorite. I've divorced my uh this guy from uh from wherever the fuck he is and I my new favorite is the one that's out in the uh, research base in Antarctica. That's where I want to live now. Yeah. That that's my choice too. Yeah. Well, do you got anything to pull in before we pull out? Last um, last call for alcohol. Freezing. Last call for alcohol. Finish your whiskey and beer. I still got some beer left. Um, phrasing. I got some beer left, so if you want to do a story, we can do that as long as I can drink while you talk. No, I I'm I'm tapped. I got all my shit covered today. Ah, well. Call it a night then. Let me go yeah. through my notes. I think that, I mean, there's got to be some other shit. Oh, we had the Japanese guy living in an abandoned elementary school. That's well, not creepy at all. We've got to we've got to hit that one next time. Oh well. Until next time. Yeah. I've been Abel Kirby. I've been cold acid. I'll catch y'all later. Adios. Stay out of elementary schools. I had a good woman. But she laid down, honey, and died. Oh, I had a good woman. But she laid down and died. Don't you know everybody tell me she wasn't satisfied?